0: Welcome to the Reach for the Stars podcast from Lunar Remedies Transformational Coaching. I'm your host Nicola Horsley. I'm an NLP practitioner, life and transformational coach and an advanced crystal master. I'm here to bring you my thoughts on topics of interest that come up in my coaching practice regularly and some that are well just very interesting when it comes to understanding how our conscious and subconscious thoughts have such an extraordinary effect on this thing we call life. We're fast approaching the end of 2021. Oh, if we just take a moment and look back. Gosh, the start of 2020. There was some kind of virus coming from China. And we've heard it before. There's bird flu, there's this flu, there's that flu. Well, I don't know about you, but I didn't really take a great deal of notice of it. And it came a bit of a bit of a more than a bit of a, a, a shocker to all be sent home from work in March. I think it was the 23rd of March we had that. You must work from home. And the world went really, really very weird. So, what I was wondering right back at the beginning of 2020, well, actually, the last day of 2019. When we get to the last couple of hours, we start to think about how next year's gonna be really different. I wonder what resolutions were made. <laughs> and I wonder how many of them were fulfilled through that really, really strange year of 2020. And then I got thinking a little bit further on. I wonder what resolutions meet people made for 2021. And I wonder how many of them were fulfilled. I wonder how different they were from the previous year. I wonder if living through a global pandemic changed people's outlooks, changed people's lives, changed people's views. It made you kind of think about what's important and what's not many people lost people uh people they knew people that were close to them people that that weren't so close to them colleagues friends family i don't know if if you are if you're out there and you weren't touched by COVID, then you're incredibly lucky, incredibly lucky, and I really don't want this podcast to be getting all maudlin about all that kind of stuff, but, you know, I was touched by it, and I was touched by it in in many different ways, and not, not, not least, I was going to say not least of which, that sounds like this is the most important thing that touched me about COVID, I really don't mean about that, because... I'm still here, I didn't die, and lots of people did die, and they died with COVID, Uh, to start with, it said that they're dying of COVID, and you know, I'm not saying all these things to get controversial at all, because this is actually about New Year's resolutions, but it's getting me to a point, um, I'm I'm not political, I say this many a time with a big P or a little P, I'm I'm just not, so this is not going to get into a debate about all of that kind of stuff. But do you know what? If you, if you to this day, which today is the 30th of December, 2021, if you and your loved ones have not been touched by COVID, then consider yourself incredibly bloody lucky, is all I can say on that one. My own experience... Ah, I don't really think too much of it to start with. I'll be honest with you. I just thought it was a bit of a, (sighs) over-exaggeration I probably think is the the best way I can put it. I I never doubted his existence. I just wondered what all the panic was about and the toilet roll thing, I never got that. (gasps) To this day, I can sit and ponder for hours. I can literally scratch my head. Where, Where did toilet rolls come into it? I just didn't get that at all but there you go. It's the power of the media. Some of my favourite quotes come um, from, well, the the series and and the book uh, American Gods by Neil Gaiman and it really does make you think about how you look at this world of ours and what's going on. Now, one day, should we meet, I will entertain you with my story about fairies that use microwave ovens as a portal from their land to ours to swap very hard raw potatoes for wonderfully cooked potatoes. I'm not going to go into that now. i will make you curious. So, <laughs> When you meet me, ask me about the fairies in the microwave because it's quite fascinating and it's my fascinating theory. And let anybody disprove it. Anyway, I, I I tell you that because there's many many theories out there about what's happening in the world the last couple of years. But what really really interests me from a human perspective is how how it's changed us. I can go out shopping and I can I can see a a whole new level. It looks like a whole new level of. Um, self centeredness selfishness, if we were, um, I don't like that word, but, you know, barging past and getting in the way and no manners, no pleases, no thank yous. It's just, oh, and the thing, the thing that gets me the most is when somebody puts themselves right in front of you and then expects you to move out of their way. And they get really, really huffy when you don't. But all of that considered, was that always there? Maybe it was. Maybe the thing about the last couple of years is that I have changed in a way that I have become more acutely aware of the seemingly enormous level of me, me, me out there. Maybe it was always there. Maybe it was. Maybe I was so consumed in my own, me, 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 that I didn't notice anyone else's before now. Yeah. That's a thought to ponder. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe what's really changed for me through 2020 and 2021 is that I have become much more aware of other people. That's a strange thing to consider for me, because I'm always, always have been an avid people watcher. A few things around lockdown that really kind of, um, I struggled to deal with, really, was the literal isolation of of being at home, on my own. I mean, yeah, okay, I've talked to my cats, but, you know, (laughs) they're not really great at conversation. But just that difference of seeing people, seeing people on the way to work, seeing people in work, being in the same room as people, bouncing stuff off, just a tail or two, just that, you know, the meaningless nothingness, human interaction. God, I miss that so much. And then there's my travel. I love to travel, you know, if I can find a £10 Ryanair flight nip off to Ireland for the weekend, nip off to Europe for the weekend, and I can make that, coincide with a decent gig that I can get tickets for. You know, that's what I used to do. So I spent so many hours sat in airports just watching people, just watching all of what goes on. So, yeah, it's a bit of a surprise to kind of think that the whole lockdown stuff, the whole COVID stuff, has changed me in a way that perhaps I'm just much more aware of other people than I was before even though before I thought I was or maybe the world just did get a whole lot selfish I don't know I don't know I don't think I'm in a position to judge that so you know okay I've not got to the resolutions bit yet have I This is a bit of a lead up to it, though, and it's about how we change and often how we change, we develop. It's not always for the better, um, but we should always strive, I think, to change for the better, to look at those parts of us that we could polish up a little bit, the the parts that are getting a bit tarnished because we've neglected them a while. You know, look at all of those things where we could be different in a... I'm trying not to use the word "better." It's not a good word. It implies that where you are now is worse, and that's not necessarily so. In a in a more beneficial to you way, I think. I really do think that's how it could be. Um, what what changed? What changed during these times? How did our perception of the world? How did our personalities? How did we as people? How did, how did we struggle? And what did that do to our hopes and dreams? What did that do to the aspirations that we had? And what's that done to the New Year's resolutions that we made? How are they different from 2019's to 2020's? And now what's going to be different for 2021? I think it's safe to say that the majority of New Year's resolutions don't work. They fail. such an awful word, isn't it? Fail. I don't know. The dreams didn't come true. You didn't stick to it. Your willpower's rubbish. All of those negative things, you know. I've written posts on this. Failure is a constant. Failure, for me, is a cultural norm. Failure is something that we always expect to happen from the outset. And if I break this down and put a manifesting head on with this, thoughts become things. I've got a whole, a whole list of things that started as thoughts. So thoughts do become things. If you want to break that down a little bit further, we can say thoughts lead to feelings, which lead to actions. And actions give us our physical results. So A to B, short and sweet, thoughts become things. So when we start our resolutions and our thoughts are of failure, what are we going to do? Thoughts become things. We're going to fail. We're going to fail. Without a doubt. I can 100% guarantee you that what you focus on happens. And that's scientifically proven again and again and again. You know, there's no magic and there's no woo-woo in that. You become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And what is that? You're a manifester. We manifest. Thoughts become things and we manifest our own failure because that's our expectation because that's the world we live in and you know i think i think we have two constants two things that are always there and never let us down they are always there they're just stood right behind us waiting for an opportunity to be needed and if we don't need them, they come tap us on the shoulder and go, hey, we're still here, you know, we're still here. And do you know what those two things are? Both F words. I could use some other F words with them. I've covered one already. Failure. You know what the other one is? Fear. And that's what this world lives on. Failure and fear. And if that's where the focus is, that's what we're manifesting. Now, just let me give you a quick example of our technology. I started a Google search earlier on today. and I wanted to look at the positive side of New Year's resolutions. And I intended to type what percentage of New Year's resolutions succeed. But good old Google finished that sentence off for me and decided what I was looking for was what percentage of New Year's resolutions succeed fail because we always look for the failure because it's a constant fear and failure always there always there and there's many many different articles you can read on but basically most of them agree around eight percent of new year's resolutions fail so why do we put ourselves through them every year where did they come from and why are we carrying on with this Really strange phenomena, this tradition of setting ourselves up for disappointment at the beginning of every single year. Why do we do that? Why? At the time of year, particularly in our wonderful modern age where we basically bankrupt ourselves trying to outdo each other with Christmas presents. What a palaver that is. (laughs) So, we're skin. We're waiting on payday in January to come round because we've got no money left because that's how we live, isn't it? We live month to month and usually there's way, way too much month left at the end of your money and particularly in December. So January, we're we're a bit miserable. The weather's shocking. It's cold. You don't want to be outside because it's usually wet or frosty, icy, full of snow, sideways rain. Gale force winds. It's miserable. And we feel a bit miserable, generally. I can't remember what day it is, but it's one of the days in January, is it? There's Blue Monday, which is, again, scientifically researched to be the most miserable day of the year. And that is only a couple of weeks into us trying to change our life for the better. Why do we do that? Why would we even... Consider, given that backdrop of abject misery, to completely overhaul our life. I'll tell you why. Because we live in this Saturn-led world. We're led by spiritual ego. Spiritual ego never is satisfied but it really does like failure. And it really does like us living in fear. But that's just where we are right now. So let us wind this back to the origins of New Year's resolutions, and they might just make a little bit more sense. Now, one or two of us maybe have been around about 4,000 years ago, in ancient Babylonia. Now, the Babylonians, they had a bit of a festival. It was a 12-day festival. Let's just think of that at the moment. 12 days. Now, this is a 12-day festival to celebrate the beginning of the new year it was a festival around seeing in the new year and they did this as a time sacrifice a worship a gratitude for the gods so the festival they had was called akitu i like the sound of that the akitu festival 12 days, hmm, wonder where the 12 days of Christmas came from. Anyway, there may be a link, I'll digress, maybe I'll go back to that one in December and have a look, all of that. But, as with very many of our traditions, and this is the bit that really makes me laugh, wholeheartedly laugh. There's two parts to this, I'll be quick. Okay. The idea that there is nothing else out there other than this planet that we inhabit. The idea that there is no other form of intelligent life other than humans. The idea that there is nothing spiritual. The idea that there is no afterlife, there's no ghosties, there's no roaming spirits around. There's no communication with anybody who's not currently human with a beating heart. There's no such thing as the planets all being in a particular combination that might affect things. There is no, well there's nothing, there's just nothing, there's just nothing even remotely magical, woo-woo, anything else you want to call it, like that whatsoever. Those are ideas, all of those ideas, all of those things that completely get poo-pooed in our modern world. This is a bit that makes me chuckle. They're actually <laughs> I can't even say without having to laugh. They're actually the ideas of the energies of Saturn. Now, Saturn not necessarily is the planet that's out there that you'd look at in your astrology. Oh, you always get that the wrong way around, don't you? Astronomy. Astronomy is the Saturn one. Astrology. Oh, I was going to say again the right way. Astrology, that's correct. Astronomy. Do you know I'm second guessing my thing now? Astrology, that's woo-woo, isn't it? Astronomy is planets and telescopes. Yep. So we're not talking about that planet. That's a long way off that sometimes lines up with the moon and you can see it and all of that kind of stuff. We're talking about Saturn as a universal god. You know, and if you if you're not open to any of this kind of stuff, then there's 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 like a really minuscule chance that you'll actually be listening to this podcast, um, particularly 20 minutes in. So at the risk of offending absolutely nobody that might be listening to this. I find those kind of beliefs. And now, you know, I'm really very tolerant of of most types of beliefs because I do truly believe everyone is entitled to have their own beliefs as long as they're not hurting or harming another living soul. (laughs) I do find those beliefs absolutely crackers and more than a bit selfish elitist i don't know i can't i'm going to run out of words to describe that but those kind of beliefs they're so limited and so limiting you know where is the human potential in all of that humans are wonderful marvelous amazing creatures with the potential to do and be exactly what they want to be. And do you know the only thing that stops us? Failure and fear. And do you know often what other people might think about us? Who cares what anyone else thinks? Do you know? Who took you in bed on a night? Do they come round and they stand in bed and give you a lecture about how much they disapprove? Because I'm telling you now, if they do, and those kind of people are that close in your life... Have a look at your life because, God, nobody needs those kind of people around them. We need people to support and encourage and and help us live our, literally, best life. Because why wouldn't you? And if we go back to those Saturn beliefs, we're only here once and that's it. So if we are only here once and that's it, why would we not want this time round? Oh, we can't have it this time around because we're only here once. Why would we not want it to be amazing? Why would we want it to be filled with fear? Why would we want to be failing all the time? Why would we fear judgment of others? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Back to the Babylonians. The Babylonians believed that by celebrating with a key tune. the ending of one year and the beginning of another, that they could shed the energies of the last year where they may have got things wrong. They could pray to the gods for forgiveness for where they didn't quite get it right. And they would promise to the gods that the coming year would be better. They would be better at what they do. they would make more effort for what they do in the name of the gods, and the kings too, the queens, you know the 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 figures of no nobility, um the figures of reverence that were around in those times and that's what New Year's resolutions were. They were like a confession, you know? The whole forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It It was shedding off those burdens, getting rid of them and starting afresh. And what better time to do it at the new year? But then we come back to it being January and miserable and blah, blah, blah. Only new year wasn't in January with the Babylonians. New year was March. Now, if you think about setting all these things in March, How much more sense does that make? It's just, whoa, okay. New year starts with new season where growth is coming. The days are getting longer. Things are starting to sprout. You can plant your crops. Everything's brighter. Things are warming up. That's so much more of a better time to be having New Year's resolutions. So for me, spot on Babylonians, you really got it right. And then what happened? (laughs) The Romans is what happened. Oh, those Romans. God, they messed with so much, didn't they? They did build a good straight road. But honestly, the Romans decided that the new year should start in January. And the reason that they did that is because it honoured Janus now Janus was a two-faced God, not in that sense, well, maybe who knows, but Janus had one face that looked back into the past and one face that looked forward into the future, so Janus had the ability to see the previous year and see in the coming of the new year, so again, same practice, same practice. Gratitude to the gods, seeking forgiveness for things that didn't go well in the year that one of Janus's faces could see, and pledging to have a better year in the other face that Janus could see coming forward. So the tradition stayed the same. It was a gratitude festival to the gods, only the Romans moved it from march to january because they thought that was a much better time and you can see why kind of um when you're well you kind of only when you're looking from the point of view of um janus definitely not january even though january is obviously named after janus the god so things changed from that point and resolutions started in january start new year The whole calendar changed and one year became the next at the beginning of January. All around gratitude to the gods. This practice, uh, it moved forward with the times and moved on with early Christianity. Um, Who's that guy? Oh, I'm so disrespectful. The Methodist guy, John Wesley. Um, You know, he, he... continued with this in a, in a um, gratitude to the gods in a forgiveness way with, within the Methodist Church and there were ceremonies at the time of year heralding in the new year as an alternative to the you know the raucous events involving lots of food and alcohol that were going on elsewhere it was more Godlike you know it was promises to the gods. But as time moved on, and gratitude for the old gods' ways and the new gods came in, you know, our altars and our TVs, these are, you know, these are quotes from American Gods again, and if you've not read the book or had the opportunity to see some of the series, I'd really recommend that you do, because it really gives such an interesting viewpoint on the ways of the old worlds and the ways of the old gods and how they were worshipped and why and what came about in relation to where we are now. And, you know, one of the, qu- the quotes in there is around um, the emergence of technology now. It's taken over our world. And, and one of Mr. World, who is a representation of Loki, the old god, um says in there you know people think that we live in an age of technology but we really live in an age of manipulation and that's really very telling it makes me think a lot and also tvs or screens or phones or whatever it is that we are looking at they demand our time and attention so these screens are the new altars where we give our time and attention as sacrifices and that's where we are now. And thoughts of the old gods are all but gone. You know, there is there's some of us that that try and keep these practices. And yeah, I think we're a we're a growing growing movement. Would that be that? I don't think that's the right way doing it. We we just refuse to die out. We still hang on in there. And you can really gain so much insight into yourself from practicing gratitude with the old gods Um, particularly I find with the planetary gods but you know each has their own way I just find it's a really great practice to have but we've moved such a long way from that even with our modern deities our modern gods our modern religions the way that we pray and give our time and attention to those it's all changed it's not like it not like it was you know way back when but right at the beginning of this you know I said are people becoming more selfish people becoming more me 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 because if we look at the practice of new year's resolutions that's changed and kind of echoes that so it's changed from a practice that would be potential um you know time and attention sacrifices to the gods seeking forgiveness and and promising to be to be better subjects to the gods in the following year, to becoming a very secular practice where you make promises to yourself. And you see where I'm going with this? Do you know, this New Year's resolution started as promises to gods and now they're promising to our, promises to ourselves. So within that, are we considering ourselves to be the new gods? Is that where it's all going? A bit pear-shaped. I don't know. I don't know. It's that's way beyond any debate that I can have. It's just a thought. So where I come from, and I have to bring this back full circle, you know, once a year to set <laughs> the worst time of the year to set goals that we know we're gonna fail at because that's what we do. We set them off, you know. And, it's December again. I've over again at Christmas. So I'm going to go to diet and I'm going to lose 84 stone by the middle of February and look amazing. And then you don't. Because we don't. There's no realism. And we kind of sacrifice the rest of our lives just for that one mm-hmm. goal. And I have a little smile there when I think about, do you know what? If you're a regular gym goer and you try and get on your equipment in January... You just can't. Because you've got all those people there. All those people in January. First week in January, you'll be absolutely packed. And it'll wane off a little bit. By the time you get towards the end of January, you'll be a bit more space. Get into February, you'll be all right. By the time you got to March, Packed to normal, eh? All those people that started, bought the gym membership, bought the gear, started with gusto, fallen off that wagon. Why? Because that's what we do, we fail. So what if there was a different way where you didn't fail? What if there was a way that you could harness the energies that are out there? What if you could do that and you could refresh that on a very regular basis? What if you could set goals and dreams and hopes and aspirations for yourself In a way that made them achievable. What if you could have the best assistance you could have in achieving those things? Because do you know what? You really can. We all set goals in the wrong way. And that's why we fail. Because that's where we focus. I have a way. And it's not just exclusively mine. People who achieve their goals set their goals. In a tremendously different way. And I started doing that this year. And you know, even if you're on a day where you think, Oh god, when I was shopping yesterday, everyone was really rude. I opened doors, nobody said thank you. You know, even if you're having one of your Debbie Downer day days, you can still look back on what you've achieved in that time and you can go, mm, Yeah, I did that actually. Yeah. And you can be a little bit proud of yourself because you can achieve. And my way of doing it of course because this is how i do everything is in tune with the moon energies i have a little bit of psychology in there you know i'm an NLP practitioner after all i have a little bit of coaching in there you know life coach transformation coach of course this stuff's difficult it's got to be <laughs> if stuff wasn't difficult you know we would emerge From caterpillars to butterflies during the course of Coronation Street. And that's just not going to happen. Change, and particularly transformation change, takes a massive amount of effort. But my God, it's worth it. It really is worth it. And you know what? You're really worth it. And that's where you've got to start. Because you've got to start with that belief that you 100% Um, Don't go with these ridiculous people that go 120%, 300%, 3,000%. That's rubbish, okay? It's a scale of 1 to 100. Well, okay, 0 to 100. 100 is the max. (laughs) It doesn't go any higher. So, that's why I'm sticking with 100 because that's the max. You have to 100% completely believe in your goal. And follow my simple method on setting and releasing and resetting and releasing through those moon cycles. And I'm telling you what, 30th of December 2022, you'll be right in your year and going, my God, look at what I did. And you will rightly be proud of yourself. And when you get that tap on the shoulder from fear and you get that tap on the shoulder from failure, you'll be telling them some F words of their own. Thanks for listening today. I'd love to gather your thoughts on today's topic. Please do get in touch via my socials. You'll find the links to these in the show notes below the podcast. So until next time. Keep reaching for the stars, nickel out.